Yo, it's the Circuit 1998 Rap Rankings today. Clark, this is when rap was really on a respirator because you had Tupac dying in 96, you had Biggie dying in 97, and it was really up to a couple of these people to see who was going to take it over. So you got one seed Jay-Z, two seed Outkast, three seed DMX, four seed Big Pun. Now, usually we have... The play in bracket for the last seed, but we're actually having a play in bracket for the five seed. Soldier Slim versus Juvenile. A little New Orleans mashup there. And then at the six seed, we have LOX. Let's just start it off there with number six, LOX versus one seed, Jay Z. Uh, this is super New York, you know? This is super like late 90s New York. Everyone has a Yankees cap on. They have like the Timberlands with like the hugest soul on it as possible. Um, we were talking about Jadakiss earlier, who was a part of LOX. If someone told me Jadakiss was like four foot ten, I'd be like, yeah, sure, that, that makes sense, you know. Or if he was just like a floating head, like I don't know if I've ever seen like Jadakiss out in like a live like setting. Right, right. Is more of a concept than anything. <laughs> um, real ambiguous. I mean, like you said, it could be four foot seven, could be six foot eight. <laughs> Um, you're gonna need to you're gonna need to look that one up. <laughs> um, so, LOX, I feel like just super New York. They had Money Power Respect, which had DMX and Little Kim on it. Uh, would you bang Little Kim? Um, I had this this discussion. Um, now, would I bang Little Kim? Is this before or after she fucked Biggie? <laughs> um. Let's say after this is ninety eight. Let's say after. After yeah. no, definitely. I think I would have to with with that prior knowledge just to be you know Eskimo Bros with Biggie. Oh okay, because before like if it was like the day before she fucked Biggie, it's like right. Where's the? Well, maybe if I had like some insider info and I knew that she would. Yeah. Then maybe I'd consider it, but like just her coming out like. No. You just want to share as many sexual partners as possible. Right. I'm assuming yeah. Biggie had a lot. So, <laughs> um, six seed LOX versus Jay Z at the one seed. Um, Battle for New York. I'm just, I'm just going to go Jay Z off the bat here, winning that round. Right. Even um, though LOX has the manpower, the numbers, um, Jay Z's just. Do you think. Do you think. <laughs> who do you think would win in a fight? Like three, like. Jay Z, like, are Jadakiss size Jay Z's or one normal size Jay Z? <laughs> one normal size Jay Z versus three Jadakiss size Jay Z's. Jay Z's. Um, one one big hova for sure. Yeah. Um. Shit. All right. Well, let's just go with Jay Z, even though he is outnumbered. Um, at the one seed, and then we'll go two seed Outcast versus five seed. Now this is the playing bracket. We're gonna have Soldier Slim. Versus juvenile. This is the New Orleans matchup here, and I I love like Soldier Slim just because to me this is a predecessor to like NBA Young Boy and your Kevin Gates and that New Orleans soul um, that shines through in, in great rap. Um, of course, he was a member of No Limit. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just think he really kind of set the the stage for a lot of those rappers, but the juvenile went absolutely crazy in 1998. Um, I mean, you're probably going to have back that ass up playing at your wedding, right? Oh uh, yeah. It's the song me and my, my wife are going to, it's going to be the first dance. Probably the back first. that ass up <laughs> for sure.
Um, crazy how that song ended up getting sampled by Drake on Take Care like 20 years later. But I don't know. If you think about Back That Ass Up, like, is there another, like, big, like, a- like I don't know. That's a great, like, ass-shaking anthem. That might be the greatest, like... Yeah, now that you've mentioned it, maybe Round of Applause by Flocka. Ooh. It's, a, it's up there in contention, but no. No, I think I think Juvenile has that on lock. I think that was a song that we used to, to sneak into uh, the dance playlist in, like, middle school when we selected into, like, the teachers and shit. Definitely one of the first great, like, uh, parental advisory slash, like, clean versions. Like, the clean versions, like, back that thing up. Exactly. And... I mean, definitely that's when this, you know, the clean version was really starting to hit. That's when the marketing teams were really, you know, <laughs> shining. Um, okay, so we'll definitely go Juvenile out shining, Soldier Slim with a five seed. But okay, uh, so now it's Juvenile versus Outcast. Are you a big Outcast guy? Where do huge, you. Huge, huge. We were talking about earlier, so I didn't even ask you the question because you had asked me, who do I prefer? Andre 3000 or Big Boy? I said Andre 3000, just futuristic flows. Who? I didn't ask you though. Who do you like? No, I'd agree for sure. I mean, both of them, I mean, both have completely different styles, almost like a yin and yang. Like you said, like Andre has uh, flow and diversity and he can sing if he wants. He's more of like a diverse artist, but Big Boy is just... Uh, I think it was very influential in the Atlanta, like, trap game, you know? Kind of inspired the likes of, like, Gucci Mane. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, like, the best of both worlds for Atlanta hip-hop, you know? Like, the Absolutely. Futures, like, the Young Thug, like, it covers such a wide spectrum of their, their influence. Who they were, you know, fucking pregnant with. Um, and we were actually watching the music video earlier for Skew It on the Barbie, which came out in 1998, and, like, Andre 3000 was performing with like a blonde wig on and did he have assless chaps on? No, no, they it was they they had the ass on the chaps, but I mean he ha- he was wearing like a furry eskimo dress with like matching uh armbands. It was something to see almost uh like young you could see where young thug got his inspiration from. Yeah, it's funny. I I think I saw something on Instagram a couple of days ago where like young thug was Saying, like, oh, I don't really even fuck with Andre 3000. Just like, bro, it's that's your dad. Like, yeah, who are you trying to fool? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's just, your father. Like, <laughs> he just doesn't want the world to know, you know? I think that's I think that's what he's hiding. Um, the thing about them going up against Juvenile, this is like Atlanta versus New Orleans. There are two, like, factions of rap, and it's interesting because, like I said at the top of the podcast... LA lost one of its big guys. Tupac was really representing LA before his death. Biggie, obviously, with New York. And so there's a lot more regions who are getting certain shine, I feel like, in 1998. This is kind of like a bizarro rap year because this could have been dominated by other other people, but instead you have other people shining to the top, like a juvenile or obviously outcast. Um Juvenile also had Ha, which was like a really weird, fun song that messed around with flows, you know, really kind of like at the head of like the whole cash money shit. I think we were watching a music video with Juvenile and it had like a young ass Lil Wayne in the background. Oh, yeah. May have been like, what, 12, 10 years old so with like Birdman acting like his like step in father. Yeah. What, what, where do you stand on that? Like the whole Birdman, Lil Wayne, like. 
I don't know. He like kisses him on the cheek and the lip and lips for sure. Um, I don't know. I've heard some other things like he uh, he paid a prostitute to take his virginity. Oh, <laughs> you heard something about that being like for, to take Little Wayne's virginity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, it's a it's a twisted relationship. For yeah, sure. uh, Juvenile kind of got lost in the shuffle there, but such a big '98 and obviously that song, I think just it gets sampled a lot and has so much influence. What do you think? Dude, can we have Juvenile upset Outcast, or is there no way? Well, here's the thing. If you were to look at like their longevity and their entire work of music, you would obviously give the nod to Outcast. But since we are just talking about 98 and those those two bangers, I think, uh, what what seed did we have Juvenile at? He was the five the, seed. He was the five seed. The, the, he had to fight in for the five seed, taking on number two. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the nod to... Uh, juvenile shit bro I, I think i'm with you on that one just if we're thinking in the context of 2021 rap and just where it's going like juvenile in 1998 sounded like you know uh he was sent back in time to fucking he was like a john connor you know new orleans rap um let's move on okay three seed dmx versus four seed big pun this is like the most unhealthy like matchup ever it's like dmx who looks like he might eat a cracker like once every three days and then big pun who you know sits down and probably eats for a table of six right definitely two opposite sides of the uh the eating disorder spectrum but um yeah these two are definitely huge of this year yeah so uh, dmx uh kind of burst onto the scene this year he has rough riders anthem which is just like a, I always imagine like Rough Riders Anthem, like when you're the, the scariest person ever can pull up on you and like they're listening to that song, their windows are down and you're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, like, yeah. Probably wearing some like black Air Force Ones for sure. And there are a couple of people like their lives have definitely ended to like echoes of Rough Riders oh, Anthem in the background. For sure. It's just this monstrous, is, was that produced by Swizz Beats? It just has this big like kind of arena anthemic like type of it was produced by swiss beats who i'm assuming at that time had just kind of like such a family man now too it's so funny yeah (laughs) just to make music that like people got stabbed to and that just like big big beat um and then obviously you have dmx who sounds like you know pop smokes uncle who just smoked three marlboro lights you know at once in the backyard Right. Um, I fucking love DMX. One time I saw DMX at Venice Beach in California just playing basketball. And he had like this just like hot white girl who's just in the crowd like sitting there like cheering him <laughs> on. And it's just like DMX. Like, he wasn't even like that good. Like, But he was just like Chris Paul out there just like. She's like, damn, like I thought I was going to get into like some superstar lifestyle. DMX just likes to play pickup ball with like, yeah. <laughs> random dudes at Venom Be- Venice Beach. Um, Have you seen that video of... Uh... It looks like DMX is performing in front of the entire world. Oh, yeah. Wearing was the, that 1998? Probably. That, it was that, Rough Riders Anthem. That's what he was performing. I think it was Woodstock 1999, um, which was a total, mm. literal shit show because they had porta potties uh, filled with shit that people started like tipping over and things. No. And then the shit started leaking into the festival grounds. And But yeah, that no, that video is from that. And... Um, like I said, DMX came at a time when it was like you're right between like 
Biggie, Tupac, and then Jay-Z blowing up, and then Eminem fully blowing up. Like, this is a weird pocket. Um, is there any way Big Pun can beat him? Big Pun has, like, your I'm not a player. Um, he's got some bops with Fat Joe in this era. Um, just super New York, super lyrical, uh, very dexterous with his uh, vocals. Right. Um, now, Big Pun's definitely super skilled. Which songs did he have come out this year in 98? Big Puns 1998 was, um, he had like, well, Capital Punishment had came out uh, the year before and had like, I'm not a, so I love his first two singles were, I'm not a player. And then the second single was still not a player. (laughs) Just in case you were wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, we, he has that deep 90, uh, deep cover 98 with Fat Joe um, which is always a cool oh, one. Oh, Twins? Oh, that's a classic. Yeah, Twins. <laughs> Capital Punishment. Um, so, he has Beware, which is always like, if you're like a young kid, like trying to get into like angry 90s rap, you always listen to like Beware by Big Pun. Super angsty. Uh, and he's so like ahead of his time because, I mean, I there's definitely non-black rappers or even... Uh, People who are like there, you've had white rappers and you have black rappers, but he was, you know, one of the few first, like Hispanic or Middle Eastern or was he, he wasn't part black. Was he part black? I was don't Big know. Pun? I don't know. Big, big pun. I think in big fact, pun was Joe, like gray, very ambiguous. Yeah. I think like he was a Puerto Rican descent. Okay. So. Um, I, take, I don't I, know. I retract my statement. You know, that's you, you predates your Takashi six nines of the Hispanic descent. Who's I don't know. Fuck it. What do you want to go DX or Big Pun? Well, I mean, but I think this is the best matchup. So I think this is the best matchup so far. But, yeah. Um, I'm gonna give the nod to DMX. I mean, he was just a cultural icon. I remember Mike Tyson walking out to uh, intro in in that DMX album that year. And it was just the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. I think more people... I think he had a bigger following that year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really like DMX's chances moving forward here. So now now we have like three rappers. We're just going to try to like rank them here and try to figure out who won 1998. So we have Juvenile left. We have DMX left. And we barely talked about him. We have Yay-Z. Let's just get into Yay-Z, Jay-Z um, first. He dropped Volume 2, Hard Knock Life, this year. Um, this is one of his most commercially successful albums. When you just think about hits, obviously think about Reasonable Doubt, like great rapping on there. But this is when he went fully into his like commercial bag. Can I Get a What What? He dropped in 98 um, on this album. Obviously, this album had Hard Knock Life. <laughs> what are you smiling at me for? Nothing, nothing. Because I said, can I get a What What? No, no, no. It's... Um, money, cash, hoes. <laughs> and then the fourth single is, do you want to say what the fourth single was? What was it? Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah. it's It has too many expletives in it that I'm not going to start to breach upon. But um, really some classic samples he's using. He's got the Annie Hard Knock Life sample. Um, really cool, fun, like, hip-hop aesthetic because it was like the real street raps with like this nice commercially sonic sound um you're a big jay-z guy i'm a huge jay-z guy 
I mean, I'm not too well versed in this album, but I do know Hard Knock Life and Can I Get a What What, two classic songs. I think Jay Z, Jay Z probably has the most bangers out of this time where you that are played in like clubs and like, I mean, they're like most of his bangers are club anthems. Yeah, he's also got Money Anything with Jermaine Dupri, which was uh, percolating at the time. This debuted number one on the Billboard 200 this year, '98. Selling over 350,000 copies first week. Um, like I said, this was your big commercial option in 1998. Um, if you were you know, going to go out to the store and, and buy an actual physical CD. Um, and then you also think about, who, who can we knock off here first? Can we knock off Jay-Z first, DMX first, or, or Juvenile? Um, I, think, I think we're going to have to knock off Juvenile. I didn't know that. When you said Jay Z actually had the number one song on Billboard, it's number one album, number one album, it's got to keep him in there. Um, it's got to keep him in there. The the thing about DMX, he also debuted at number one that year, two hundred and fifty one thousand copies first week. Um, then he also dropped a second album hmm. in nineteen ninety. He dropped two albums. That's like some da baby shit. That's like some shit that is just like. Uh, you know, I have so much fucking content. I'm so red hot right now. Um, and the second album was no slouch. Like the first single was Slippin', which was like this cool introspective DMX cut. It's even got the album cover of him just no shirt covered in blood. Terrifying. Terrifying. Monster. Um, he is the second rapper to have two albums released in the same calendar year. Debut at number one since Tupac. Uh, with All Eyes on Me and Don Caluminati, which was just the year before. Um, I, listen, I think the record of the year is Back That Ass Up, and I think that's like the most influential record of this year, but we will notch Juvenile below um, right. at the three just because I don't think he had refined a whole album worth of sounds, and um, I think these other two people are just impressive. So let's go now, final matchup. Jay-Z... Versus DMX. Dude, my gut's actually telling me DMX. I know. I, when you mentioned that he put out two albums, I, I had no idea. That is... Uh, that is well, who, do you, who do you think would... Like, a better, like, bark? Pop Smoke or DMX? The... Rawr, rawr, like the... Huh, like I the, think... I'm or Rick gonna, Ross, maybe. I'm gonna say, like, maybe Pop Smoke had a deeper bark, but looking based on size like you would never expect that noise to come out of dmx who yeah. looks like he's like 130 pounds like a crackhead i think dmx really had ref- refined his vocals too like i think the whole barking thing he's almost like this great voice actor and he really had great beat selections of the precipice of swizz beats his career um to me he just sounded like a hungry fucking barking dog at the time i think he's part canine i think there's a legit problem with him <laughs> Uh, there's definitely a problem with yeah, him. For sure. Um, and the fact that you mentioned that video where he played for the entire world at Woodstock 99, um, which is next year. Let's, I say fucking DMX won 1998, two number one albums. Um, that's pretty insane. What do you think? Nah, he was on a streak. Like you said, I mean, it's a numbers game too. When it comes to music, um, obviously. No, I think he was just more impactful and raw in his sound. Like Jay-Z was following through on... Biggie's commercial promise of being a New York rapper, but DMX sounded like something different, man. And he was fresh and he was new. Two albums. Not going to argue with that. 
That's it, 1998 rap rankings. Check out the Instagram, Cooler Times 2000. Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast too if you haven't already. All right, Clark, thanks, man. Of course, bro.